in glory. He is El Shaddai, I mean Almighty. And He lives inside of you. And you can ask Him, I worship you, Almighty. El Shaddai. He says, what do you want? It's yours. You're my child. I'm your father. He's almighty. And he seated you at his own right hand in the highest place of honor, in the highest place of dominion, in the highest place of authority in the universe. He seated you. He seated you there. And that's where Lucifer tried to go above God. And yet, what did he do? He seated us there. Ooh. God Almighty. Even we dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. That's way up there. Under the shadow, under the shadow means glory of the almighty El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. More than enough. You ask for something, ask for 10 bucks, he'll give you a hundred. Let's put it that way. He is El Shaddai and he loves you and wants you. Have faith in him. You know, get rid of the negative and go to the positive. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Amen. Well, you could be, whew, we'll receive the tithes and offerings. I wanted to read a um, prophecy that was given to us actually in uh, 2008, not 28, (laughs) but 2008. Um, And it said, a prophecy to the church. Do not be afraid. I'm ringing kind of. Okay. Do not be afraid, says the Lord, of what the world cries out for. Keep your eyes on me. There is no recession. There is no inflation. There is no lack in heaven. My word has not changed. My arm is not shortened. That it cannot and will not supply my children. I continue to look to and fro, now listen to this, throughout this whole world, to those to show myself strong to them, to move in their lives in great and unpredictable ways, but I am searching and I am looking back and forth, and you qualify. And you've chosen to stand your ground as a church. And to take me at my word and my spirit. Therefore, good things and favor, and get this, financial surplus in abundance shall overtake you. And as others dry up and shrivel up by the vine because of lack of nourishment and intimacy, intimacy, intimacy with me, but you will grow. You will flourish and blossom like never before. And in season of famine, spiritually and even physically speaking, all around you, in famine, when, when every, there's lack, it shall not be so for you. For my angels are at work, and they are surrounding you and moving forward in assignment to create for you stadiums of favor. Now that was given to us. And when something's given to you, you keep going at it and going at it because it, it, it isn't just for that time, it's for forever. 
I can tell you what, even, even in this, wow, this, this was in 1997, one of them. And, and it, it had just said, it's long, so I'm not going to, uh, well, I don't know. It just, <laughs> every person that comes to Living Word is a brick and a foundation of wall. Some of clay and some of pure gold. The master is cleaning each brick and placing them in each foundation. Each brick is connected with a mortar, and this mortar is love, Amen. which is expressed in ministry to one another. Amen. Now, throughout the years, there have been ministries building foundations using any brick available. In other words, let's get a crowd. We don't care what they believe in or what they do. Okay. Many of the bricks used were of soft limestone, immature, lukewarm, who resembled bricks on the outside but lacked the elements within them to make them strong in faith and the word. The Lord is building living word with bricks that are strong. Don't be discouraged by those who come to you with various problems. I know the materials I am sending you. I know that those, though these bricks may be unfinished and soft when they arrive, they will not remain that way if they stick. Amen. They have the substance and the elements within them to be solid bricks in the foundation which I am building. Living word is to be a solid fortress which will be able to weather the storms which are now even forming on the horizon. This was 1997. When these storms strike the land, many ministers will crumble. Ministries will crumble and not provide hope and protection because the bricks they used were not all of solid material. And a lot of things did happen in the early 2000s. Many ministries were exposed for uh, pilfering money in the wrong way and doing, you know, things like that. Some people were ministers that were huge on TV, were put in prison. Okay, but see, they, they still have a call on their life. And you know what that came from? A lack of prayer on the part of the body of Christ. Always forgive them and quit criticizing them. The devil likes to, he will do everything he can to stop somebody who's moving forward. And especially if they're the head of a ministry. Okay, so. But I am building living word with solid bricks that when the storms strike, not one will crumble. You can build hurriedly with whatever materials are available, but you'll end up with a weak foundation wall. It takes time to cure a brick in the fire of the word. Word. I am the master. Oh, many who come to you who are troubled do not take the burden upon yourself to make them right. That is my job, saith the Lord. I am the master mason. Amen. The problems that they face will be like rebar that reinforces cement when they are set free by the anointing of the word that they come under. Amen. They will come out with a testimony and experience with which the word cannot be shaken. It is only up to you, and that's talking to me, to keep the fire up on the furnace. <laughs> I've had people get up and get out of their seat and then sit back down in the next row because they were going to walk out and decided not to. The only thing I was saying, I was reading the word. I've seen it out there. <laughs> the hotter you make it, the more dross will burn off. When the process is complete, then and only then will you have a brick which will be worthy of placing in this foundation. I am even using the evil words spoken against you in this church to further separate out the elements I need. Those that come and remain in the fire <laughs> are the few that I have chosen. Other ministries have full seats but when true storms come, there will be very few left. You will keep those I choose, for they will not be shaken. 
They have substance in their hearts that weather well. And they may be down and out, but they I've seen. <laughs> Remember how I separated the army of Israel from thousands down to a few hundred? First, they were separated out by those who had fear in their hearts, then by those who were really thirsty. So it is with this ministry. The manifestations will separate out those who are fearful and want to hold on to their traditions. Finally, I separate out those who will not be fearful of these things, but who are really thirsty for the things of God. They're hungry, hungry to know more, who are not willing to get wet to move on in my purpose. I did more with those few hundred that I could ever have done with thousands, most of which did not have hearts that belonged to me. It's your heart. That is one of the reasons I choose to manifest my spirit in these last days in ways which seems foolish to the flesh mind, to the carnal mind. It serves to separate the carnal from the spiritual. There is a, do you know who he was talking about? That was um, Gideon, Gideon yes. and his army. He started out with 30, 32,000 soldiers and went down to 300 men. <laughs> and they went against how many? 45, uh, it was a lot. It's in Judges 7. Okay. There is a battle to be fought, a victory to be had, but I will not share my glory with anyone. I choose to do that which looks foolish and impossible to show my glory. You do not want numbers for the sake of numbers. You can do far more with 12 hearts, absolutely devoted to my heart. Talking about the 12 disciples. And purpose than with 12,000 who care little for what I want to do. Even if I had a few good men amongst the 12,000, they would be weighted down by the others. That's true. Yeah. They would have to carry their dead weight into battle and would have very limited effectiveness. The other ministries which are satisfied to fill seats will be mired down when the battle becomes more fierce. As for fine, now listen to this, and this is why, as for finances and resources to accomplish what I would have you to do, continue to function in my principles of sowing seed, and I will take care of every need that arises. Do not pray for numbers to come. Pray for bricks I have prepared for you to have. Trust that I know what and how to build what I am building at Living Word. Amen. Yeah. And the reason, and there was a reason. It wasn't, wasn't because that's just a good name. I said, God, what do you want us to name this group of people? <laughs> we started, and, it, and I kept getting, the word is alive and it's powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. And it divides asunder between your soul, your mind, what you're thinking about, your will, which is sometimes your own will and your emotions, which can be out of whack. Exactly. <laughs> it divides the center between that. It divides the center between your, your soul and your sp spirit. And see, that spirit is the one you have to follow. And without getting into the word of God, though, you cannot follow the Holy Spirit. You have no resource in here. You have, you have to have scripture inside of you before he can help you. You can get born again and then just be carnal in the world. And it's because you never got into this. Actually, I challenge you, just at least get into the New Testament. If you read one lousy chapter, I won't say lousy. They're not, the Bible's not lousy, but that's so easy. One cotton picking chapter. Five days a week. You can take a break on Saturday and Sunday. 
you will have gone through the New Testament in one year. But you know what? Be like her and get through the whole thing. <laughs> or get, but wherever you're at, at least get into the New Testament because that's where the church is living now. Anyway, would the ushers please pass out the envelopes? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is good. We want to follow the Holy Spirit. I mean, you could nix sermons. <laughs> well, let's see. Nope. Okay. Uh, and I wanted to announce this also. Uh, I don't think we said it. Uh, when you leave tonight, each uh, adult or 18... What? Why don't you do it right now? Yes, ma'am. So, yeah. so there's there's a $30 Walmart gift card uh, someone donated for... You're not on, I don't think. You're for each on, of the people. Yes, yeah. sir. For, for each of the people, there's a Walmart gift card, yeah. $30. If you just want to see Stephanie at the back table... Every one of you can get one if you're above the age of 18. So, thank you. See what happens when you come to church? Yeah, and we'll start to give them out, and the rest and, uh, of, you know, we'll write your names down who got them tonight, and then we'll finish up with whoever comes on Sunday. So, a $30? 30, yes, ma'am. $30 a piece. Like, husband and wife, you get 60 bucks. <laughs> and this is, again, from... Uh, I'm just going to say it's, it's his father yeah. <laughs> and who is in Omaha, who is a physician, and he wanted to do that for our church again this year. Hallelujah. So, you know what? <laughs> Amen. <Come on. laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I'll say, what am I supposed to do next? Okay. <laughs> pray. <laughs> Tony, I'm going to let you pray. <laughs> Amen. And Father, as we saw our offerings, you said that we have a heavy bank account, we can make withdrawals so our offer needs to be met. You said you're going to supply our offerings mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially. So we, as we sow, we expect to receive so we can give more so more people can be blessed yeah. from this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <laughs> Gentlemen, nothing to display. Remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh,
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. He was born to give you life and life more abundantly. You know, don't just sing words. Actually say, ooh, life. You know what the life of God means? It means the life, the nature, the power, and the ability of God is in you if you're born again. You got the ability of God in you. You've got the authority of God in you. You've got the blood of God in you. You've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit inside of you because you asked Him to come. Even if, even when you're not spirit-filled, you have that. You have that. People don't know who they are in Christ, and so they think He's supposed to do everything. He came down and He gave us the authority. You know what? There, there's, there's. I don't know. Well, I should have brought Rick Renner's letter, but I will tell you this, and I'm going to read it next week. But uh, he had got a word from the Lord, and he said, what's 24 going to be like? And he said, full of tribulation, turmoil, blah, blah, blah. But those who keep with God and sow seed. And I am not kidding you. That is so important. I'm not, I could care less what money you give us. If you, if you are, i tell you what, you've got to sow it because those are the ones he's going to keep. I keep hearing all these preachers. I could have given you a, a, a DVD or a, a, from Craig Fields from Canada, from, oh my gosh. You'll be protected if you tithe. From the turmoil, he said, you will have peace. You will have food. You will have water. You will have healing. You will be protected. That's, it's something I... It's, it's all over the place. I'm hearing it all over the place. Oh, God. It, it, I'm just telling you that. That's, that's such a booner about people like, you know what? It's, it's a, you pay your insurance. You've got to pay insurance or you can't drive your car. This is an insurance policy to God for your, he could surround you and protect you. You know what they're predicting, all kinds of garbage. But you will be protected. And you'll live in your own peaceful state. And I'm not trying to f put fear in people. <laughs> but it's something you've got to be strong in the Lord. And in the power of His mind. You can be seated. Go ahead and be seated. You know what? I'm, I'm just... Uh, actually, the word... Uh, and I started this last week about the word, how important your words are. But right now the Lord said, read the armor of God. And it's in Ephesians 6. 6.10. I don't know. We'll see when we get there. Okay, so it says, finally, verse 10, King James, Ephesians 6, 10. Amen. And it says, finally, <laughs> come on, finally do it. <laughs> my brethren, my brothers and sisters, my children, saith the Lord, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The power of his might is the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you. Amen. You have a spirit of might. And that spirit of might is like the strongest giant soldier there could be. That's inside of you, but you got to stir it up. You've got to believe this word. You've got to know what's in it and who you are in Christ. It's getting very serious that we know this. Okay. 
And then it says, be, you know, be strong, not in yourself, but in, in, in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way you can be that, though, unless you get into this. You know, if it's hard for you to read, get tapes. Listen to them. I'm not talking about even teaching tapes. I'm talking about Bible tapes that are speaking the word of God. But get it from someone who's anointed. It makes all the difference in the world who's saying it. If it's just somebody who's a good blasted reader, and I said blasted, but, but what I meant was they're a good reader's big hot deal. Because if the anointing isn't on that word, it's not going to go into you. The anointing, it's huge. The anointing is huge in singing. The anointing is huge when you read the word. Okay, so finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on. And there's, I found out there's a word called kathidso, and it means like tattoo it on you. The whole armor of who? Do you ever notice it says the armor of God? You could put on the armor of God. Why? So you can be able that you may be able. And you're going to be made able if you really do this to stand against all the wiles the wiles, wiles means the tests, the trials, the strategies of the devil, the, the uh, things that happened. He, the, you know what? He'll even make a paved road for you. It'll, it'll look good. One time I had a dream, and that, ro that, that road was paved, and I was on a bicycle. And... Um, and I, I went on it, and I went, as I went further on this beautiful, with beautiful scenery around it, went further and further, it got worse and worse, and I went, turn around, turn around. <laughs> and I, I've heard of people going on a beautiful paved road and going straight into hell. Did you ever see that picture? There's a picture like that. They fall at the end, they just, and they have no, they can't control, they, they go right into fire. And it looked, it looked good. See, it looked like God's about a plan for people's lives that is a good plan. And some of us never get to it because we don't want to. But that plan is not boring. It is not bad to be in the plan of God. It is the best thing in your life. And it is full of finances. Why do you think Kenneth Copeland, oh, they steal people's money. No, that's not it. When you're in the plan of God, he blesses you. He starts taking care of you. He tells other people to give you things. It just starts to, it just starts to accumulate. And you have to believe that because it's true. <laughs> See, the wiles, the cunning schemes, the traps he puts you into, the people he might have you come around and, and get you. Be careful who you run around with. Be careful. Because what they're doing is going to get on you. I wouldn't. Okay. I'll tell you what. They're just, I mean, these poor kids that have to go to school and be in this gendered garbage. You know, this is, it's, 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 it's horrible. Or what they're, they're teaching, even college, in college now, they, they sneak in socialism. And communist—I call it communism. <laughs> my son, I said, I, my son Mike said, I, I, I didn't believe you, <laughs> mother, when during COVID he would always. I, I said, nope, I've seen it, and he says, you were right. <laughs> Gee, Mike. Okay, okay. So put the armor of God on, and how can you get the armor of God on? You tell me. Get in the Word. 
get filled with the Holy Ghost, speak in tongues. <laughs> no, they have not passed away. Okay. Now, in the, in the Amplified, it says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. You're empowered through when you're with him, when you go into his throne room and go in the door and sit by him. You're empowered, his union with you. Draw your strength from God. That strength which he, he uh, I have so many circles and... Uh, it says that strength which his boundless might provides. Arrows, circles, writing, yellowing. <laughs> okay. And that's the power of his might. Then it says, put on, I'm reading the Amplified. Put on the whole armor. The armory of a heavy armed soldier. Which God supplies that you may be able successfully to stand against all the strategies, all the deceits of the devil. Strategies are goals or an end goal to be achieved and what our priorities are to achieve them. Deceit is to practice action of tricking someone by con uh, conceited, conceitedly, Okay, truth, wrong truth, wrong truth, or misrepresenting the truth. Okay, so King James, though, now verse 12. For it says, you are not wrestling with flesh and blood people. Even when somebody comes against you, Sometimes the devil's just using their mouth. And you've got to, oh, I can stun that person. You know, no. Okay, look. If you're, you're, you're fighting something. There's, there's flesh. Okay, you do not wrestle against people. You're wrestling against flesh and blood. Not flesh and blood, but against principalities. Those are those little pipsqueaks. Demons against powers who are a little bit stronger and they, you know, are against the rulers of the darkness of this world. They are the head ones in the world system. Now, there's four categories. The fourth category is spiritual wickedness in the high places. This is demonic influence. That's probably over Washington. <laughs> That's over Hamas. <laughs> It's probably over Israel right now, Colorado. Ukraine, Colorado. all over the place. Colorado. Yeah, I know. Well, I said even the United States of America, there are principalities and powers in the heavenly places. And the more we pray, the more you can pull those down because there's an army of angels that can come against them. But if you don't pray, it won't work. Now, those little principalities, powers, and the rulers of the darkness of this world. You want to hang around with people who do drugs and, and alcohol and uh, all kinds of junk and who talk dirty, who slam God, who slam the word of God, who slam us. There's darkness. That is all. You're hanging around darkness. Now, some of you work at jobs that may you can't help it. That's why you got to be strong in the word of God. You've got to be and counteract that. That is the rule. You're, you're catering to rulers of darkness. You go into a bar, it's dark, isn't it? That's why I just don't like churches that have all dark in them, that turn off all the lights. I, I like, why? Wait a minute. Hey, light be. <laughs> I don't know why. I just don't. Anyway, so, okay. Rulers, be, oh. <laughs> All right. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you that whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able 
to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. And having done all to stand, stand. And stand, and stand, and stand, and stand. <laughs> I was looking at, uh, it says in the Amplified, it says, therefore put on, that's tattoo it, a complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger and having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Now, I don't, I don't want to blow your bubble, but people say, well, I said, I said the whole armor of God today just because you said it. That will make you put it on because you've got to follow what it says to do. You've got to live it, what I'm talking about. So when somebody comes and you say, well, you know, something at work and somebody says something bad to you and you just say something bad right back. You might have read that, but did you put on the armor? No, you didn't. You didn't put it on. <laughs> you just let your flesh hang out. See, it's to get rid of the flesh and to be strong no matter what's happening. Okay, then it says, okay, so take unto you, I'm going to read verse 13 again, uh, King James. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. Amen. Then it says in verse 14, stand. <laughs> Having your loins girt about with truth. Now, when Paul wrote this, he was in prison. And he was looking at, he was looking at the uh, soldiers, the Roman soldiers, and how they were dressed. And he said, around they held the belt, they had a belt. And in that belt had little pockets here. And, and, and lot, all, almost all the armor of God could be on that except the shield of faith. They had to hold it. Okay, well, just wait, Kent, please. <laughs> okay, so, uh, and, you know, one time I said, why having your loins girt about with truth? In the Amplified, it says, Stand therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth. What's the belt of truth to us? It's the Word of God. Finally, brethren, think on things that are true. The Word of God is true. Jesus said in John 17, 17, I think, my word, my word is truth. Amen. So the doctor tells you you got cancer. My word is truth. You are healed. Do you see what I mean? This is truth. I don't care what somebody says. I don't care how smart they are. This is truth. And if you really stand on it in a time of crisis, cancer, whatever it is, this is truth. Stand, having your loins girt about with truth. And have, okay, and I said, why, why the loins? And you know, because that's this area right here. And, and he says, because that's, that's where you reproduce. You reproduce my word to other people. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have known that with, I asked the Holy Spirit and it came to me later. I kept asking him, and that's what it was. It's a reproduction. You reproduce it because you're living it, and you're helping other people by living it. Okay, so stand, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. If you are born again, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not because of anything you did. Not because of good works. Not because you even read the Bible. He made you righteous because it says in 2 Corinthians, 
first, yeah, I know where it's at. Okay. First Corinthians 5.21. Second Corinthians 5.21. That part, okay. Second Corinthians 5.21. Jesus became sin for us. He became sin. He was full of sin. That we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm going to explain that. Okay. Jesus never knew one sin. Yet he took all of our sins. In exchange. Here, he said, here, you give me, you give me all your sins, all of you. Here, I'll give you my righteousness. Oh my gosh. And it's nothing you did, it's what he did. See, and that's where religion screw, get, gets us goofed up. Because we got to do this and we got to do that. And you got to do this and you can get back into religion. But it doesn't mean that you should freelance yourself. Well, I can just do what I want. I can swear. I can do this. I can say substitute frickin' for, you know what, the other word. Stop it. Kenneth Hagin said, you do that and you start to... He said, you're starting, you're substituting, and you know you are. He wouldn't even say shoot. Kenneth Hagin wouldn't even say shoot. But after he became born again because he used that, you know what the substitute was. <laughs> and uh, because he said that's just substitutes that sound better. See, we, we've, got to, we've got to get into that place where there's a... There's a, a higher, higher place. And w see, what you're learning, you're being more accountable for. Go to a higher standard. You know what? There, there, it, things will change. Okay, having on the breastplate, you got the breastplate of righteousness if you're born again. Verse 15, and your feet are shod. They're equipped. They're covered in preparation of the gospel of peace. It, you know what? Oh. Okay. You're, 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 um, they're ready to spread the good news, to go. It even says in, um, in Romans, it says, it says, how beautiful on the mountain are the feet of him who preaches good news. His feet are beautiful. <laughs> but you're shod, you're equipped for it by the word of God. Now, above all, take the shield of faith. Now, that shield was made of leather. And those soldiers, before they could eat breakfast, they had to rub that shield with oil yeah. or they didn't get breakfast. We're good to be rub our brains with, <laughs> rub our spirits rather with this. <laughs> they could, they would not give him food unless they did it because you know why? When the, when that leather was not oiled, the oil of the Holy Spirit, this representing this, when their leather was not oiled, it would get hard and crisp. And you know what? They would shoot arrows at them and battle, and it would go right through. It'd start to break in pieces. So see, even those Roman soldiers, and Paul wrote all this, and this is what he meant. You know, he was sitting in that jail cell just looking at him and meditating, and the Holy Spirit was teaching him. Okay, so uh, above all, taking the shield of faith. I was going to, I talked about faith last Wednesday, and I was going to talk about it again tonight. It's the words of our mouth. Faith is, has so much to do. Okay, God created the worlds with the word, just by words, by faith, faith, words. And that's what we have to do. Just for example, he said he saw it was all dark in Genesis 1, 2. And he, he said, he didn't, and, and this is what, I, and I talked about myself, 
that went, oh my gosh, did you see what's going on? Oh, look how dark it is down there. That's just going to be impossible to get that light. You know what? You know what? This is, oh, this is all full of mud. Hmm, that could use a paint job. (laughs) But do you see, he didn't talk about it. He didn't say the negative. He said, light be, and light was. Nine times God spoke, and he saw it was good. That's all he said. And do you know we've got that same ability to get into the word? If you get into the word of God. Okay, above all, so take that shield of faith above all other pieces of army. So you'll be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And see, in our, and, and that's why because they rubbed it with oil, and we should rub our, get the whole Holy Ghost in us, and, and the Word of God washes you. The washing of the water of the Word. It washes you clean. It cleans you out. It cleans your brain out. Cleans your, it goes to your spirit. And you got to have something in there stored. Or you, you, if you have no word stored in here, you may be born again, but you're never going to have any, any, um, you know, freedom or success. Thank you, freedom. Yeah. Take the helmet of salvation. (laughs) Okay, the helmet salvation means now to me this is the way I put it. It means healing, first of all. It means okay. Healing, protection, deliverance. The word salvation means all that stuff. It doesn't mean I'm saved and I'm going to heaven because I said Jesus come into my heart. Okay, no. It means you're healed, you're saved, you're delivered, you're prosperous, you're preserved, surrounded by protection, preserved, you're pickled. (laughs) (laughs) Or, and not only that though, that means a sound mind. Oh no, well, you know, you're going to get dementia because you're 84 years old. No, you know what? You have the mind of Christ and you hold the thoughts, the feelings, the plans and the purposes of God and your memory is blessed. Those are all scriptures. You see, if you put ones in the Old Testament, ones in the New Testament, ones somewhere else, you know, put them all together. I hold the thoughts, feelings, plans, and purposes of God, and my memory's blessed. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit reminds me of things I need to remember. <laughs> and he puts me in remembrance of his word when I need it. Okay. So uh, take the helmet of salvation. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Well, you know what? This whole thing was the Word of God. But this Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, is a double-edged blade. And if, you, and if a soldier use, uses a sword with a blade on both sides and sticks it in somebody, they're, they're done. Right? I know it's sick. But it's what we need to do to the devil. What does that mean? That you have revelation knowledge of the word of God. You have, you, and that comes from pretty soon. You may, like for example, I tell you to read the Ephesians prayer, and I'm really serious about that. Ephesians 1, 16 through 23, every day. So I started that way back. <laughs> and at first, I was just saying it, you know, reading it. Pretty soon, I knew it by heart without even memorizing it, which is no big deal, but I could say it at least when I was laying in bed in the dark. <laughs> or if I was in trouble, like once I was having a, a, a the, well, that's when they started to find lumps. You know what? <laughs> anyway. And I laid on that table and said every scripture I knew by heart. (laughs) Anyway, okay, um, where was I? (laughs) 
Okay, the sword of the spirit. As the years came by, I went, oh my gosh, that one scripture says, we actually have resurrection power living in us. God put the resurrection power in us. See, I didn't see that at first. As I read it and read it and read it, I start telling you, you got resurrection power, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And that's in Romans 8, 11. And it verifies it. The Bible will always verify itself by one, two or more out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word is established. Okay, so I'll tell you what, the resurrection power of God is huge. You can raise the dead. We should be able to do the works Jesus did. He said even greater works are we going to do. You can do them. And God wants to use you in the last days for this. And that's, you've got to get just filled with this. You know, I'm telling you this because of the times, especially. Ten years ago, you probably go, oh, you know, well, you know, you better do this. I'm telling you, it's a matter of life and death now. And I'm so grateful that some of this, you know, we did. And take that, okay, the sword of the Spirit is revelation knowledge. It's revealed to you what that really means. Just like when I sing, when I say Almighty, I think of El Shaddai. And you don't just, oh, we worship you, almighty God. Almighty, ooh, he'll take care of me. He's El Shaddai, my, he's, he's the God who's more than enough. Do you see what I mean? You don't just sing the words. I start thinking what it means to me. And then that's when you're worshiping him in spirit and in truth. It's in the latter days you will worship the worshipers, will worship in spirit and in truth, and not just blah, 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 sing, sing, sing. Oh, don't I have a good voice? No. Who cares? I mean, you know, it's more important that it comes out of here. It does. That's what's important. Okay. Which is, and it says that sword of the spirit, but it's double-edged now. Before it was the word, you get into the word in order to get all this armor. Then it becomes revelation to you. You know, there was a, and she used to be a Playboy bunny in Las Vegas. <laughs> Sandy, not Sandy Patty, no, uh, Sandy, Sandy Brown. Yep, Sandy Brown, yeah. And, um, and she, uh, what was I going to say about it? Yeah, I know, I know, that isn't, <laughs> okay, but, uh, it was something about the revelation knowledge that she, ooh. oh, I know. She went into a mall, and it was a bookstore, but it had a lot of witchcraft stuff in there. And she said she literally had a vision when she walked in there because she was full of the word and, the, and God. And she said it was like a sword. She saw it come out of her spirit, right here, out of her belly. Yeah, and it started to go all over the place, just because of her anointing. You see, you get filled with that, and you walk into a place, and you bring light, and you bring the sword of the spirit to these places. And you can get people free just because you walked into Walmart and you're full of light and there's a whole bunch of darkness around you. Well, I'm not going to hang around darkness. Well, heck, you've got the lights. You're supposed to. You're supposed to bring the light and put on the lights. That's what we're for. Get full. But see, get full. It makes a difference when you come to church if you're full. You're more interested in the word. You're more interested in singing right. Uh, it's huge. And then you can help other people instead of always needing help. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's okay if you need help too. I mean, you know. Uh, okay. We're, we're, okay, verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Now that doesn't mean you have to pray 24-7. Okay, but you know what? God's in your mind. When you start getting this way, he's on your mind all the time. You go, you go into a store and you, you know, it's like, 
oh, hi, God, you know, and it, it's like he comes with you. He might tell you the answer to a prayer right when you're, you're getting the sauerkraut. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> I thought it would get your attention. Anyway. <laughs> It's all prayer. You know what? It's just, it's kind of talking to him yes, all yes. day long. You know, uh, there was a time when I taught school. We had that homeschool school. And I think, okay, so you go, you know, once in a while you take a bathroom break. <laughs> and you go in there and, you know, I just, oh, I worship you, God. I worship you. I mean, you know what? You know, do, do those things. You, you've got time to do them and he's with you. And uh, you can go back and you can teach algebra <laughs> better because you worshiped him. <laughs> okay. Okay. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Oh no, well, they're goofy enough. I'm just not going to pay any attention to them. We're supposed to persevere. You, we're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're supposed to be praying for you, especially when we see that something's happening. You know what? So the love of God abides in me. Oh, does it really? If the love of God abides in you, you would care when somebody falls. Because you fell at one time too and you wanted somebody to help you and have mercy on you and, and help you and bring you back up. Do you see what I'm talking about? Oh no, just slam them. Stop, stop that. You are stronger than that. That you can't go into a dark place and bring light to that place. Okay, it's supplication for all the saints. Who are the saints? That's another thing in Ephesians 1, in that, that 16 through 23. It says that, see, I thought the saints had to be canonized. <laughs> I did really well. well. I did, but, you know, that's what they said, you know, and they had to be like dead for two to 300 years or something. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, as soon as you ask Jesus to come in your heart, and if you meant it, you're a saint. And it, you know what? Even when you goof up, he's still living in you. It says the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit live in you. They don't go bye-bye. <laughs> if, if you're... If you're doing your drugs or you're drinking or you're whatever you're doing, your adultery or whatever, they're right there. They live in you. If you're born again, they're watching. <laughs> That's enough to make you stop. <laughs> anyway, now, verse 19. Now, this one I pray all the time. As for me, that utterances may be given unto me, that I would open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which we are ambassadors in bonds. We're, we're, um, we represent Christ, and we're in bonds, that therein I would speak boldly as I ought to speak. And you could pray that too. Speak boldly as you ought to speak. It's, it's getting late. The whole thing's getting late. Okay, I know and it's getting late right now, too. Okay, no, I'm done. I'm, and it's totally turned out different than I thought. <laughs> the whole service. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're going to let you go because it's 10 to... Oof, time goes fast. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. You know, this Christmas season... Hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a time to really reckon with ourselves, though, for this coming new year because of what's going on in the world. Amen. Yep. Amen. And when you do that, and you, you know what? And sometimes we have to cast the 